0: The 2017 Wimbledon Championships will not live long in the memory. The All England Club was in pursuit of greatness, but all they got was an uneventful fortnight full of injuries, 10 in match retirements and all, dissatisfying upsets leading to even more dissatisfying later rounds, and storylines that never quite reached their anticipated crescendo. Conter becoming the first British woman to win Wimbledon in 40 years, she fell at the semis, Azarenka and Kvitova making their romantic comebacks, both ended anticlimactically, and Venus Williams taking her sixth Wimbledon crown. Not only did she lose in the final, she lost with some ignominy, and her age showed. Perhaps the most interesting takeaway from the tournament then came in week one, a social media storm of self-righteousness following Bernard Tomic's endearing comments that he was bored during his match against Misha Zverev. I don't accept the standard defence of the unmotivated sportsperson, the argument that you aren't motivated for every day of your job so why should they be? Because quite frankly most of us aren't doing jobs that millions dream about and watch. Yeah, there are a few things to discuss here, because the universal condemnation inside the, the Twitter echo chamber has belied the complex issues this controversy really represents. First and foremost, in defence of Bernard Tomic, the tour is relentless. Glamorous most of the time for a top 50 player, but relentless. And he has been on it since he was 16. Regardless of how much money he is making, or how much he boasts about how much money he is making, he can quite justifiably be burnt out. One of tennis's greats, Andre Agassi, admitted as much. In his autobiography, he started with the words, ''I hate tennis.'' In terms of today's greats, who can deny that Andy Murray and Novak Djokovic have had motivational issues this year, the Scot, especially following his splurge of tournaments at the back end of 2016? Former world number no. one Mats Valandi who had motivational issues himself during his career went as far to claim during Wimbledon that every single player at the tournament feels or has felt like Tomek is saying he feels. Remember, these guys are hitting a furry yellow ball in some painted white lines, thousands upon thousands of times. There is naturally a degree of triviality and monotony. There also must be some understanding that the transition from Decorator Junior to ATP mediocrity must have been difficult for a guy like Tomic, pretty egotistical to put it lightly, to handle. Rather than being an attempt to piss people off, as Tommy claimed in an interview with Channel 7 on Sunday night, I think this whole saga, without getting too cheesily psychoanalytical, is really him trying to shrug off an underwhelming career. By saying he is given 50%, he is able to turn mediocrity into an amazing achievement. He is able to hold up his hands and say, well... I only gave 50%. That's why I didn't make it into the top 10. That's why I didn't fulfill my potential and win the Grand Slam. But I find our reasons for criticising Tomic downright discomforting as well. As Volander alluded to in the same interview, players, sports people in general, are shackled to their corporate sponsors, to their corporate responsibilities. And perhaps as a result, they fall into a certain kind of rhetoric where everything is fantastic, incredible, breathtaking. And it is in the interests of tournament organisers, the media, to perpetuate this, to talk about US Opens, Australian Opens as historic, unforgettable events. In fact, that was exemplified by this Wimbledon because there was still Factions of the media lauding it as a fantastic fortnight when it just plainly wasn't. So when an actor in this sporting theater comes along and says I'm bored. Well, without getting too Marxist here, he is undermining that narrative. He is a danger to it. He is bursting the bubble, de-glamorizing the so excessively glamorized and this romanticised corporate conception of tennis was quite clear in Head's official statement when they dropped Tomic. His opinions in no way reflect our own attitude for tennis, our passion, professionalism, and respect for the game. Therefore, we've decided to discontinue our collaboration with Bernard Tomic. Society in general is also complicit in this that we like to project a certain idea of sports people, that they are the epitome of hard work, prodigious examples of where determination can get you. So when Tomek comes along and says that he got to the top of men's tennis on 50%, we resent him. We hate the fact that for once, talent has been enough. I think this is especially difficult for Aussies because they cannot reconcile Tomek's bad boy I give 50% image with the former darling of Australian tennis Leighton Hewitt. He was the epitome of hard work and graft. How many times did we see him come from two sets to love down have five set epics? There couldn't be a greater contrast between him and Tomic. The analogous figure in British tennis is Dan Evans and despite the recent revelations of his positive drugs test for cocaine being just one of a, a string of incidents of ill-discipline, to put it mildly, people just cannot resist from judging him on standards of dedication and hard work when he is clearly not that kind of guy. Johanna Conta, maybe, but Dan Evans's qualities, is his, or his, his flair, his touch, he's a mercurial talent not a grafter. It's about time we stop treating him as one. As with Evans... There is something a little too consensual about our criticism of bernard tonic lastly let's just consider something that tim boyle recently said in the sydney morning herald wimbledon was boring aside from bernard Tomic saying that he was bored you can't really argue with that if there's anything this golden generation has lacked it's been a bit of fiery rhetoric it's been that that trash talk that used to add an extra bite to rivalries Remember McEnroe and Connors, McEnroe and Lendl. The poster girls for this year's Wimbledon, Johanna Contra and Venus Williams, both were incredibly close. Konta was just rolling out clichés about taking one match at a time. she consistently rule herself out as a big favourite. And then she tried to evince her fun side by, by baking muffins and saying she watched Poldark. And then Williams as usual, giving short, curt answers in her press conferences. So when we get a straight talker, let's not castigate them for their arrogance or slam them for disrespecting Wimbledon as if it's some holy, sacred tennis deity. We shouldn't be discouraging players from just being brutally honest. In fact, maybe we should be thanking Tomic for pulling back the curtain on this superficial, razzmatazz version of tennis. Tomek is an abrasive character, he had this to say to reporters at Wimbledon by the way You probably don't like me, but at only 24 you guys can only dream about having what I have at 24 End of the day, don't like me or whatever, just go back dreaming about your dream car or house while I go buy them Whilst we don't have to take Tomek in a warm embrace let's just reflect on our criticism of him and appreciate that beneath this apparently universal condemnation is a far more complex, multifaceted discussion that needs to be had, a discussion that relates to our very conception of sports and how we want sports people, our heroes, to behave. Mats Valander suggested that every single player at Wimbledon has felt or is feeling like Tomek is saying he feels. Just consider the implication of the mainstream media barely acknowledging that comment. This debate should strike at the very heart of how sport is represented. So let's not reduce it to a throwaway abusive comment on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening to The Tennis Gab. We hope you enjoyed our defence of Bernard Tomek. I think it was a fairly valiant effort in the end, considering the circumstances. Maybe going a bit far, thanking the guy. But if you like that kind of uh, contrarian, subversive discussion, then <laughs> please uh, subscribe. We're on. We're on a ACast, iTunes, SoundCloud, and our site it can be found upon WordPress too. So you can follow us there to keep across the gab. We shall be releasing a new gab next week. So in the meantime, keep your palette nicely cleansed you can follow us at the tennis gab on twitter we're also open to any new suggestions for future gabs so you can send them in there too thank you very much for listening